Aaron Moore here on Wednesday, the 29th of November. The purpose of today is to stock up on feminine hygiene and birth control products. We have patient Wayne Green and my friend Jeff Nyquist. Jeff began a quest more than 37 years ago to understand, comprehend, eventually become quite expert in anything and everything to do with the international commerce conspiracy. He has six books for sale on this topic at Amazon.com. And his website, listen carefully, his website is jrnyquist.blog. I say again, jrnyquist.blog. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, John. Well, sir, we have our first call already, a regular caller from Germany. We have Thomas from Germany. Good morning, Thomas. Greetings. Good morning, gentlemen. Mr. Nyquist, I'm wondering about your comments on the new Argentinian president, Javier Millet. Two months ago, Tucker Carlson went to Buenos Aires for an interview with him, and in it, it became quickly clear that Carlson couldn't follow up on any of the anti-communist statements that Javier Millet was making. Carlson, I think, he just wasn't educated enough to make it a conversation. Since Millet becoming Argentina's president uh, 10 days ago, the German telegram patriots have showered him with the usual Russian awakened propaganda. A fellow awakened economist and writer, Ernst Wolf, called Millet a Jewish WEF Trojan horse, sowing fear, uncertainty, and doubt right away. I think wow, getting that's... to know Javier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> well, a guy that says you got to get China out of our economy, and and we have to get rid of most of the government agencies, and that we're infiltrated by communists. Um, he's he knows more than just about any politician I've ever watched about what the dangers and the destruction, what is destroying society. Uh, Western society. I mean, Argentina is, before they got into Peronist socialism, um, Argentina had the highest standard of living, I think, in the world on uh, per capita. It's a rich country. If they can, if this guy can succeed, of course, all kinds of forces are going to be against him. And uh, it's interesting, the, the nerve of these ignorant Germans who've been completely... Uh, uh, completely con- mind controlled by Russian active yes, measures. Absolutely. It's absolutely. it's just uh, look, it, and a lot of Americans. I mean, to call him the, the World Economic Forum is a communist front. There's no way he's a creature of the World Economic Forum. What a lie to tell about yes. somebody. Um, he is. He has people. They call him a. Uh, I think a libertarian anarchist, but in reality. Someone who is saying the government has a legitimate purpose, getting the Chinese out of your economy. Yes. Getting the, you know, China is trying to take over, trying to colonize the whole of South America. People don't realize uh, they're, they're in Peru trying to build the largest container port in South America for them. They've, they've got uh, contractual control of, of the ports at either end of the Panama Canal. Um, they, they're all over. Mexico. I, I had a Brazilian friend who was was they wanted to arrest him for uh, <laughs> fake news. Right, that's a crime now. And it was in Brazil. And 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 Bolsonaro was still president then, and he was in Mexico. And I he had called me from Mexico, and uh, 
this Brazilian journalist, and he said, I'm scared, Jeff, there's there's Chinese all over Mexico. You know, and I, I talked to a Chilean businessman who uh, who's, had taken over, had gotten employees from a, another Chilean businessman who had been murdered, and it was believed by his employees that his new Chinese business partners had murdered him and taken over the country, I mean the company. So, <clears throat> you know, and then there's... There's rumors throughout South America, they don't reach North America, of the Russians building uh, or the Chinese building secret military bases in South America, in the jungles. Um, so that's also scary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if this guy uh, can change Argentina, which has got enormous corruption, its government is, is you know, the... the, the the Peronists work with the communists, and just as they had been the creatures of the Nazis back in the 1930s. And of course, the Nazi diaspora is actually an extension of Moscow in South America, because the leading Nazis that fled Germany at the end of the war, like Martin Bormann, uh, were uh, communist agents, were Soviet agents. And there's a there's a book by a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, um, uh, called Hitler's Traitor, about Martin Bormann being a Soviet agent. Uh, and Heinrich Mueller, too. There's quite a bit on him. He, he had been the former head of the, the, uh, the Gestapo in Nazi Germany. The, the Mises Institute, uh, who, they, you know, they know Javier Millet a bit longer, or an international, I guess it's an America Institute, a libertarian institute. Uh, they were talking a lot about um, Javier Millet and, and what it means now uh, that, you know, that, that he won the elections. And uh, I think it was Axel Kaiser, apparently he's from, from Brazil, also a libertarian, and he talked about the, the sexiness that Millet brought to basically the anti-communist discussion. And well, Millet, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering what we patriots, anti-communist patriots, can learn from from Millet's success. Well, he has tremendous energy, and and you'll notice he he speaks very rapidly, and he speaks very directly, and he says things that. Uh, are much more outrageous. You know, I think people voted for Trump here in the U.S. because Trump would say things that were considered outrageous, the opposite of political correctness. We don't realize to what extent that socialists and the, and the revolutionary socialism has made itself somehow mainstream and respectable so that we're all supposed to, ex, ex, you know, accept it as something that's normal when a uh, hundred years ago it was a threat to our way of life and the communist revolution and, and changing everything to a socialist or communist way was very dangerous. Uh, we Nobody has that feeling anymore. And he does have that feeling. He knows in his bones, and you can tell he knows in his bones, aside from his economic education. Um, and so somebody who is this knowledgeable economically I don't. I can't think of any uh, leader in any of these countries. All of these mediocrities that are, that are ruling all the in all these countries in Europe. Um, I can't think of anyone as knowledgeable. And so that's what you really need at the head of a government: someone who kind of has this big picture view, 
that can articulate it and, and can actually morally call the socialists out. I mean, and and of course, like many South American pictures, uh, I mean, uh, South American uh, uh, politicians, he uses scatological language. So he, it's it's kind of funny to to watch him tell a a Argentinian broadcaster that the uh, that the socialists are feces, you know, to put it another way, um, and explaining why. So that she's just about stunned. She just she could see the look on her face and trying to argue with them, and she couldn't. Um, this is what we need. Europe needs it, especially in the in the United States now. I mean, we've just got politicians here who are socialists who lie and say they're not. Uh, so they they talk out of both sides of their mouth. But there in Germany, you've got your social democratic party. <clears throat> you know, it's it's openly socialist, and you've got a lot of people who are. You know, you've got a larger, larger leftist contingent in France and Italy, especially, where you had these significant communist parties in those two countries. Um, whereas, in, uh, so this guy is obviously, you know, France, Italy, and Spain are closer to these uh, Latin American countries. We call them Latin America. Sometimes they don't like that, but these uh, Spanish-speaking and, and Portuguese-speaking countries, they're they're kind of culturally closer. So his he hopefully can have an impact on people in France, Italy, and Spain. Um, you just hope uh, because he's saying things that are shocking. And if he turns that country around, which is, I mean, they've got horrific inflation and <clears throat> and horrific corruption. So I just hope he has the skills set or the the help he needs. Uh, Fabian Omar <clears throat> of the Organic Prepper website, um, he's a Brazilian, and uh, I think in February he uh, had an article about uh, basically how quickly everything changed in Brazil. Um, how would you compare, um, you know, the, the situation in Argentina with Millet now to what you know how, let's say, the anti-communist community was and grew during the years of Cavallo and Bolsonaro. Um, how would you compare these two situations? Well, the difference is, is that Cavallo was always, you know, he was a cultural, he was a friend of mine, and he was a cultural figure. He was a philosopher who taught himself ancient Greek and learned Aristotle and Plato in the original language. And he saw deeply in the Brazilian culture that Brazil did not have a fully developed culture. And that's the socialists and the communists were trying to form it. And they were succeeding. And the Sao Paulo Forum was doing this through all of South America. And he was warning people for years, and he was just laughed at. And he got so many death threats, he had to leave Brazil, and he went and moved to Virginia in the U.S., in the States. Um, but he Bolsonaro was, when he first emerged, he was an articulate... Um, politician who was quite bold, but he did not have the depth. He needed he needed more seasoning, and the culture was not mature enough uh, for that combination. So Bolsonaro did not receive the. What happened is the Brazilian people got exhausted uh, over time by the socialist tactics in Brazil, and Bolsonaro lost his support. And Bolsonaro, to be honest, he equivocated. 
he was not as bold and strong as Millet is being now at the at the start. Huh. I think what you've got in Millet is a guy that's got uh, both elements. He's got a economic philosophical point of view that's strong. He's very articulate and strong and direct, and I don't think he's going to compromise. I'm really hoping he's not. I thought Bolsonaro was not going to compromise, and I was disappointed. Um, but Bolsonaro found the business community in Brazil was against him, especially since they wanted to do business with China. And I remember how fast it was. I got invited to speak at, in Brasilia by the by Bolsonaro's first foreign minister, and I wasn't able to go. They gave me short notice, but but it was shortly after that they got rid of him. They forced him out. Um, the the communists were very powerful in Brazil because they controlled it so long. Now in Argentina, you have a similar situation. So, but Millet has a different kind of support. He has more of the young people on his side. He has got a more energized base. So we'll have to see if he can get that support. Um, Argentina is a different country, um, and it's had this problem with the with its politics for almost a hundred years now, where it's had this negative, you know, political environment. Um, Brazil, not so. I mean, in 1964, they had the communist uh, attempt at, you know, they they, for example, they uh, kidnapped the U.S. ambassador, and there was all this terrorism, and they were trying to take the country over, and they had the 20 years of dictatorship, military dictatorship in Brazil. But in Brazil, the military is technocratic. They never understood co- the communist problem. Maybe in Argentina, there's enough. Uh, militaries that um, that would. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a wild ride, and it's not going to be easy. And and the, you can bet every communist and socialist in the continent of Latin America is going to be uh, pulling for for getting rid of Millet. Yeah, Axel Kaiser was saying uh, that you know. If he doesn't get assassinated, uh, well, no, he's just saying even if he would get assassinated, he was uh, claiming already a success because uh, the young generation uh, is made aware, uh, you know, of the socialist problem or is made aware of, of you know, anti-communist thoughts, and they were sure that you know. They're not going to give that up. That is going to be uh, foundational for how they're going to live their life in Argentina. Yeah, well, when you've seen a country a economy, a naturally rich country, just get crushed, and then you, yeah. you're a young person and you have no future. Um, uh, I know I, I wondered why, you know, the Brazilian middle class came out into the streets, which really caused Delmo Rousseff's impeachment and, and caused the socialists and communists to retreat in Brazil for a while. But then the, it seemed to be exhausted. The, the, the Brazilian middle class just didn't show up anymore. They expected that once they elected Bolsonaro, he would solve all the problems. But he couldn't without that continuous public support. In Argentina, it might be a different situation. So we'll just have to see because you are talking about one man. Yeah. It's just one guy. Yeah. Thank you. Thomas, thank you for your call. We always appreciate it. Call numbers 512-248-8252. Uh, 
Well, this week and, and for several weeks, the, the war in Ukraine has not been a mainstream news hardly at all, if any. Uh, uh, what do you think about that, uh, Jeff? Well, I think that's <clears throat> on purpose because the biggest war and the most important as far as our futures go is the one in Ukraine. You know, and I don't, you know, the people that seem to know nothing about strategy or war don't realize that if that Russian army makes it to the border of the NATO countries, Putin has already publicly intimated that Poland is next. He said Poland shouldn't be a sovereign state, just like he said about Ukraine before invading it. And um, so it's it's Russia kind of gave an ultimatum before this war started and said that we want to roll back all the countries that joined uh, NATO. We want to roll them back before 2008 or seven. No, I'm sorry, 1997. We want to roll it all back, which means Poland and the Baltic states and Hungary and Romania. Um, and the, the problem with reestablishing the Soviet empire and reestablishing control over Eastern and Central Europe is that this is, was already a done deal. Uh, the Russians did that as a gambit to try to get Germany out of NATO, and it failed. It blew up in their faces. And, of course, they suffered a, a defeat in attempting a bold diplomatic maneuver against us. It wasn't that they were really doing this out of their goodness and their love and their peace. And the, the you know, people say NATO did this awful evil thing of expanding eastward. Well, I've got news for them. All those NATO is a consensus organization. Uh, it is not some conspiracy to take over Russia. And those countries were begging to join NATO because they were they knew the Russians would try to come back and take them over. Um, and they had uh, all of these Eastern European countries have about 20 to 30 percent of the country are still pro-Moscow, still communist in nature. Because when the communists ruled there, those were the people that enjoyed benefits from that rule, where the majority of the people were 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 trampled and, and stomped. So we have to understand the politics in Eastern Europe. They don't want to be under Russia's boot again. And there's no reason why Russia should have an empire extending all the way to the middle of Germany. All right. We have another call here, Jeff. We got uh, Mike in South Carolina. Morning, Mike. Hold on, Mike. We got a break. We'll be right after One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. 
hemppaste.com slash rbn. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Junkay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. EaseOff LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Two Black Friday sales in effect right now until midnight, the uh, 1st of December. The energy cleaner, $25 off. Uh, the energy cleaner, 25% off the mattress pads. An additional 5% off if you use PayPal to make your purchase. The other Black Friday sale is the Liberty Rock Deer, 20% off at thelibertyman.com. Toll free our line is 800-592-9543. Uh, Jeff, before we get to our next caller, how can people subscribe to your website, please? Um, there's a PayPal button below every uh, article or video. All right. Uh, our next caller looks like uh, looks like David in California. Good morning, David. Hey, morning, John. Hey, uh, yeah, morning. I heard your guest there. Yeah, I heard your guest uh, talking about um, Russia and the Ukraine. And uh, I was just going to remind them 
You know, out in Russia, they don't really have a government. The, um, it's a bunch of rich guys that just own everything, and they decide how things are run. You know, there's not a lot of uh, ability for people to, they can elect a mayor, but the mayor still has to listen to the rich guys. And uh, and the taxpayers, uh, the average person is usually left in the ditch. And so um, that's technically called the corporate state. And what's even worse in Russia, those rich guys are not necessarily honest. The government doesn't really have an ability to do accounting on them, you know, tax preparers or uh, seeing whether or not they're cheating sections of the country and, you know, leaving leaving a huge amount of poverty in certain parts of the country and and taking all the money to another, you know, the corporate headquarters. And uh, so it's um, it's not a it's not a real government. And it's it's a. uh, the idea that they own us, and what are they? They may be tangibly the largest country in the world, uh, you know, going from Alaska all the way to friggin' the North Sea. But um, the idea that uh, it's it's not a real government, it's just a bunch of rich guys giving orders. Interesting. Uh, you got any response for that for us, Sarah Jeff? On this? <laughs> yeah, that's a misunderstanding. Uh, look, if um, if you were to talk to Boris Berezovsky, for example, or Kuzinski, what they will tell you is that back in the Soviet Union, the KGB came to them and said, "How would you like to be a billionaire?" Now you have to do what we say, or we, you know there'll be consequences. And in the case of Berezovsky, they murdered him. Um, in the case of Kuzinski, they jailed him, and then he gave everything back and fled to Israel. Um, the oligarchs were created by the KGB and the Communist Party under the in the last days of the Soviet Union. The oligarchs are merely front men. They're net men, new economic policy. What uh, Gorbachev did in his liberalization is he copied something Lenin did in the 1920s. Lenin said, oh, we don't know how to make a communist economy, so we're retreating into state capitalism. Um, what they did in the 1980s was they had a much more sophisticated KGB. You know that they had one million KGB officers in the Soviet Union in 1990. Um, what were they all doing? They were controlling everything from religion and sports to the economy. And, um, and of course, organized crime. Everything in the country came under the KGB in terms of governing. The head of the country in the early 80s was Andropov. He succeeded Gorbachev, uh, I mean, um, Brezhnev. Um, to understand that they don't have a government, you got to be kidding. It is the Soviet government inherited by the Soviet successor state, Russia. It is the rump of the Soviet Union, and they're trying to put it back together again. Um, when Putin became the head of the country... Uh, after Yeltsin appointed him in January, uh, a GRU defector friend of mine, Colonel Stanislav Lunev, said, this man is a uh, ideological Marxist-Leninist. He's just pretending. And, and so if you study Putin and you know the system, you understand what, what the oligarchs are. The NEP, the, the capitalism in Russia, is state-controlled. And they created these, they made most of these oligarchs Jewish, by the way, on purpose, because Jews are more vulnerable, and Russia has very widespread anti-Semitic attitudes. 
So these guys need the protection of the state. It's not that they control the state. They were created by the state. And and you notice so many of them have been dying. Just look at the papers. Do a Google search on Russian oligarchs falling out of windows or being murdered or the, even their whole families murdered. If they were to go against this war, they would be dead. And and many are. The several oligarchs were murdered since this war in Ukraine began. Well, it's interesting you say that because I read a book. Uh, it's called uh, Comrade Jay, uh, and he was a former KGB agent. And he couldn't figure out whether or not uh, Putin was a communist or a, a capitalist. He he just honestly couldn't figure it out. All right, we are back. Uh, after this break, we'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. The dancing is very lazy. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio, and what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Don't be a victim. Is your home and car protected from an EMP event, or will you be a victim? EMP Shield will protect your home, car, or generator from the damaging effects of an electromagnetic pulse and lightning. Folks, 
This is the exact equipment the Department of Defense uses to protect their infrastructure, and each unit comes with $25,000 of insurance coverage. To get a $50 discount on each unit purchased, go to thelibertyman.com. That's thelibertyman.com. Or call the toll-free order line 24 hours a day. 800-592-9543. That's 800-592-9543. Don't be a victim. gentlemen my website is thelibertyman.com added to my covid panel before the day's over a new documentary uh, titled uh uh what is that title um kill shot or you know kill shot or or dead shot shot dead that's what it is shot dead let's get it right john shot dead documentary uh, interviewing the parents of young men and women under the age of 18 who died shortly thereafter getting the covid vaccination clot shot and of course my black friday sale continues until midnight uh friday night the first of december 25 dollars off energy cleaners 25 percent off mattress pads and an additional five percent off the entire order if you use paypal plus the other black friday sale 20 percent off the um liberator rocket heater at the libertyman.com visiting with um, jeff nyquist is what's his website jr blog books for sale at amazon um, and David, are you still with us? Oh, sure, I am. Thanks, Jim. Go ahead. Oh well, uh, yeah. The um, the issue about whether or not communism is uh, is really what's going on over there, or whether it's just uh, a kind of a totalitarianism uh, in the name of mom and apple pie. So, if you think about communism, is supposed to be about sharing the wealth and that the nation's wealth is shared by everybody, or whether or not a bunch of oligarchs move in on it. Uh, There was another book that was written early in World War II. Uh, It was called Out of the Night, and uh, it was a bestseller in America because the guy that wrote it was an early communist in Germany, and he was fighting Hitler, and he and his uh, commie buddies, let's say, uh, would beg for help from uh, Stalin, and Stalin would say, come to, come to Moscow for training, and then they would either end up dead or in a concentration camp of their own, a gulag. And so Stalin didn't seem to be wanting to stop Hitler. And it got into whether or not Stalin was just a lion phony who was pretending to be a communist but was really a, a thief. And uh, and there are a lot of other books that talk about this, but even his kids, who by the time the 1960s, 70s, his kids were coming to America with stolen artifacts, of, like the, the czar's jewels and all of these things, you know, were being smuggled out of Russia and pocketed by the by Stalin's kids. So it was like the whole family were uh, crooks pretending to be communists. And whether it's uh, Putin is the same thing. 
pretending to be a communist. Well, they, they don't even pretend to be communists over there. They say that they're a capitalist country, but they're really a kleptocracy, which is government by the rich. And, uh, and they are so beyond just being rich, they're more like government by organized crime. Um, kleptocracy is not government by the rich. Kleptocracy is when the bureaucracy and the government are full of people who steal. And that basically right. characterized, you know, um, communism is not a system where everybody shares. I, I'm sorry, but if you read Karl Marx and Lenin, and you will see, look, Karl Marx privately did not believe in Marxism. He laughed at the idiots who believed in his his class nonsense, he called it. Um, communism was a, a swindle. Karl Marx wanted to be the dictator of Germany. He created his ideology so that he could swindle the working class into being his revolutionary army for putting him into power. Now, Lenin seemed to have believed it more. Lenin was sort of self-hypnotized uh, and, and something of a maniac. Lenin was a mass murderer. Stalin was a mass murderer. Uh, they're all criminals. Mao was a mass murderer. What Marxism is, is you you act as though Marxism or you speak as though Marxism is a belief system. It's not. It's Lenin said there is no Marxist dogma. Marxism is the scientific management of human affairs. To what end? To the perfection of power, of the ruling vanguard of the communist movement. If you read between the lines, it's a system for absolute power for those who can grasp the opportunity to become gods. And it really is. It's the whole ideology. If you look at it, uh, philosophers like Eric Verglund have looked at uh, communism and has seen it's a swindle. He called Marx a swindler. The whole system is a power grab to make oneself and it's a power grab by cynical people who don't have any religion. They don't believe in God, and they believe that since there is no God, they should become God. That's essentially what the philosophy boils down to. And all the gobbledygook in the philosophy is meant to confuse intellectuals and, of course, working people. And now, of course, they, they posture for the feminists and they posture for um, the gays and, and so on here in the West. But it is a, it is a, a system for subduing society and putting it under your boot. And if you read, read George Orwell's book, 1984, it's described in vivid detail. So Putin is, is following the model. And that's why he's aligned with China. That's why he's aligned with Cuba. He gave 25 million tons of uh, wheat to Cuba. You wouldn't do that if you were a communist. He's He's got military advisors in North Korea. He's receiving ammunition for his war in Ukraine from the North Koreans, another communist regime. He is part of an integrated communist bloc. They knew, know who their enemies are. Their enemies are free society in the West. And they have their agents and their friends and allies throughout the Western governments. We're half taken over here. And they, the people that are taking over for the cause here don't want to be found out. So they pretend to be enemies with Putin. But they're not. This is called the scissors strategy. They've got all these elaborate strategies. All Marxism, Leninism was from the beginning. All Marxism was was a strategy, not a belief system. In fact, Mao Zedong said uh, Marxism, Leninism is better than a machine gun. I mean, would somebody say that about Christianity? It's better than a grenade? No. What they're saying is it's a weapon. It's a it's a weapon. It's a it's an ideological weapon for taking total control. 
Does that make sense? Um, you, you know, there's a, um, a certain amount of agreement and a certain amount of disagreement. I, if I understand right, uh, Marx himself was the son of a rabbi. And when you were talking uh, no, about no, no, him... No, tra- no, that's not correct. No, he was the son of a lawyer who converted to Christianity. Rabbis don't do that. Karl Marx's mother converted first before he was born, and then his father converted. So he was raised as a Christian. Yeah, so you're saying his father, rabbi, was not a rabbi? I don't understand. No, his father was not a rabbi. You're reading... See, anti-Semites are going to try to color everything. You got to stay away from that those anti-Semitic lies because they just plain invent things. You, you got to stay away from that Hitler literature. Um, that's another national socialism and its anti-Semitism is another. It's it's it has been called the the stupid man's communism. Uh, you know, national socialism. So you want to stay away from that propaganda. Well, I There's understand a huge that, but body of literature that's really. Not, not to be believed or trusted. Well, there, there. You know what a hostile takeover is, like a, yeah, a corporation trying to take over its competition, and it, it sabotages it. So there's a there was a series on oil. Uh, it was done in the 1970s on PBS. It was a four part series, and one of them uh, talked about the Rockefellers versus Standard Oil. And the Rockefellers owned like 80, over 80% of the oil rights in the world. And uh, Royal Dutch Shell had uh, a good chunk, and then there were a lot of smaller companies. And the biggest holdings of Royal Dutch Shell were in uh, the Tsar's land. Uh, and so what the Tsar had before 1918 uh, is... And, uh, you know, big holdings, right? Well, when communism took over uh, in, in beat out the czar, they, uh, Royal Dutch Shell, had to negotiate with the early communists uh, to get use of the oil wells. And Rockefellers made uh, kind of a pact with the early communists to stifle the development of those oil rigs uh, so that uh, Rockefeller would have an even bigger share of the world's oil. And so it locked Shell out of uh, the early years of drilling for oil in the the 1900s. And so, uh, you know, for 40 years, basically, Royal Dutch Shell couldn't use those wells. And so that was a sticking point for a long, long time. And, um, and Rockefellers just got richer because of it. And so there's been talk for years about the Rockefellers being in league with the communists. Well, that was kind of it. And when you look at the Kochs, uh, the Kochs were teaching people how to drill in Russia, the Koch family. Uh, and they started the John Birch Society. They, uh, but they, and they pretended to be completely anti-communists, but they really were just friggin' corporate takeovers. <laughs> I mean, they made their fortune from Russia. It, it's just amazing how, um, you know, the stories uh, pretend to be one thing, but they're not. And in the long run, it's just fat cats stealing public land and pretending that the people don't get to use it. And uh, and that the corporations deserve to use it. 
And so that's what I'm saying. You know, the, the oligarchs in Russia are not pretense of communism. They're just friggin' oligarchs. And when you read this Comrade J book, it's kind of even more interesting because this guy was an early, he was a, a KGB operative uh, during the last years of Russia. So it would have been the late 80s uh, and no, early he was, 90s. He was but, actually working for the SVR in, in the 1990s after the fall of the Soviet Union. And he said that Russia, in, in the book, uh, Pete Early, who wrote the book, asked him, why are you giving me this story, your story? And he said, because Americans are naive. They don't understand that Russia is their enemy, and Russia wants to destroy the United States even more than when it was the Soviet Union. And that's at the beginning of the book. You can look that up. It's in the first, it's in the introduction of the book. So you're familiar with that book? I think it's called I've read The Story it more of than Conrad once. J. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's an interesting book, and it gives this description of that Putin, you, you can't tell which side Putin is on. He's a double dealer in a hundred different ways. And Well, uh, look, look I, it says in the book that uh, two of Putin's flunkies shows show up in, in the U.S., and they've got a list of people to eliminate. And they, they, they say, look, these lists are too big. We can't kill all these people. What are we going to do? Because, like Stalin, Putin... Had to had these lists of people that had to be eliminated, and of course, Putin jailed M- Michael Kordakovsky, the oligarch, uh, who, by the way, became an oligarch because some Western businessman said, "Wouldn't it be nice if a nice young Jewish boy controlled this company?" And the communists all looked at each other and said, "Where can we find a nice young Jewish boy to get these Western suckers to invest?" Uh, you have to understand this. You you. You, you made a bunch of statements about the Rockefellers, for example. You read a book called Red Carpet by Joseph Finder. The Rockefellers lost their shirt investing in Russia in the 20s because Russia pretended to give up communism economically in the 1920s. All these companies, like the Rockefeller companies, came in and invested in, in Russian oil. They were all expropriated when NEP ended in 1929. So... <clears throat> So you have to really know the details of the history to understand the swindles. It's not the well, you know that also you're you're demonizing Western businessmen. Look, Western businessmen don't steal things; they pay for them. In in it doesn't work that way with the Russians and Chinese. They murder people and take over their businesses. Uh, for I example, know, I, what you're saying, like in 1929, like you're describing. There were embargoes against doing business with the Soviet Union, or it wasn't called the Soviet Union at the time. It was, but it was um, in, the, in the what years? The U.S. government and London and Paris. I mean, and, and uh, yeah, the various countries were doing embargoes against it, the. It was called the Soviet uh, and Union. And so the Rockefellers the had to pull out. Yeah. So the Rockefellers no, because had the, to pull because out. the communist government was a pariah government. And you see, the thing is, the question I want to ask you is, you've lived a pretty good standard of living. You've lived better than your parents or grandparents' generation. And so I'm wondering, if the Rockefellers were so evil and they were out to rip everyone off, how come all that cheap oil allowed you to live with cheap energy prices and have a good life here in America if they were so evil? Whereas in Russia, they trample the people and they live a miserable uh, existence with barely enough to get by. Well, I, I'm not going to say that polluting the soil and, you no, know... No, 
no, you're changing the, sky the subject and, now. And as far as pollution you know, goes, Russia's much more polluted under the Soviet Union the than Rockefeller's we are. It's a horrible it. pollution and destruction of lakes and groundwater. Same thing in China. The air pollution in China, it's the number one cause of death in China if, you, if you've kept up on their death statistics. So well, you're, you're making, true, are, you've heard arguments in favor of socialism and, you, and against capitalism, and you're buying into them. And when life is not better there, it's better here. These rich oil company executives that you're attacking have given you this wonderful life. And you've been, you're, you're being persuaded that the communists yeah, are going to give you a better one. I don't understand. You know, I Think used about to, that for a second. I used, to, I used to live out in, you, you know where Grand Junction, Colorado is? Uh-huh. It's, it's out on the western side. Uh, it's, it's right on the Colorado River. It's where another river meets. Well, right upstream of that, they were working on an oil shale project from uh, the late 70s, early uh, 80s. And this thing was so pollu- so polluted. You know, like if you look at oil, the, the cleanest oil is the oldest stuff. And it might be, what, three, four million years old. And it's so pure, you know, that it, all the funk has settled out of it and that it's, it's not going to do engine wear and tear. You get the two million year old stuff that's going to be full of sulfur. It'll be full of all sorts of other pollutants and uh, aggregates and whatnot. And so you got to refine it cleaner just in order to put it in an engine. In a diesel, you can use dirty kind of muck, but it really belches out smoke. When you get into older stuff, it's like you got like greasy rock. It's not even any kind of an oil. Well, that's what oil shale is. And so oil shale was upstream of this big agricultural valley in Grand Junction. And Grand Junction used to be the apples and cherries and, you know, peaches and stuff like that before the California uh, Central Valley got going, late 1800s. When they put in the railroad, Grand Junction was a great agricultural valley. They were going to put a sort of Damocles of a dam just upstream. David, hold on, hold on. We're going to comment Yeah. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. 
All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To learn more about this amazing breakthrough, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. I said to those who have joined the government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. All right, we're back. Uh, David, need to wrap up your comments. We're almost out of time here, sir. Oh, yeah, well, I just, the uh, thing about the oil scale was, you know how companies don't care bit about our health and safety. The, the idea that they're using petroleum products to be the in the pesticides, uh, you're just poisoning the land and then pretending that we can eat that food. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to wrap up real quick about what I, my, my impression of Marx was that he was a, he was a kid of a religious figure. And, uh, and he believed that God's property being run by man, there should be some sort of a government that would handle God's property. And uh, it's not the property of some real rich guy. It's the property of God. And the rich guy is supposed to be representing God, not abusing. Jeff, you have a response? Karl Marx was an atheist. He denounced belief in God. He said religion was the opium of the people. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. I would suggest a good book by uh, about Karl Marx, a Robert Paine's biography, of Karl Marx. Uh, I would I would direct you to read that book. I think you will it will open your eyes as to who the man really was. Well, there's a difference between religion and uh, merchants and the temple. And yeah, like he didn't believe in God. God. He, he denounced the idea of God. He was an atheist. His philosophy is called dialectical materialism. He was a materialist. He didn't believe there was anything spiritual in the world. Um, I, you know, atheism a hundred years ago was against organized religion. 
It wasn't against God. Atheism is the belief that there is no God at all, period. That's what atheism is. It doesn't believe there's this spiritual being that that they're against religion. It's they don't believe in God. No, it's theism is organized, is big religion. Theism is belief in God. Organized religion is, is nothing to do with whether it's theist or atheist. You know, you've got organized religion called Buddhism, and they they don't believe in God. Well, but they don't run a a pope operation that you know tells everybody. Well, neither do the neither do the Protestants. They don't believe a certain way, nor, nor the Orthodox Christian Orthodox Christianity. It's just Catholicism. Look, um, yeah, read read some some of these other books. Read Joseph Finder's Red Carpet. Read uh, Robert Payne's Karl Marx biography. Read actually read Marx. Read read Marx's, um, uh, uh, you know Marx and Engels, uh, the Communist Manifesto. Then you'll get a better idea of what they believed. I think you've got some ideas that have nothing to do with what they actually taught. Well, um, I, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. But the uh, the idea is really, if if you're a religious person, it's God's property. It's not some rich guy's. No rich guy has got the right to poison the river. You know, no rich guy has got the right to poison the Gulf of Mexico or, you know, pollute the skies or whatever. Uh, it's, it, you know, put 10,000, thousands, hundreds of thousands of satellites in the sky just to steal our lives. All right, you know, we're out of time. Uh, David, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Jeff, thank you. Have a great week. We'll have you back next Wednesday. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Okay. For the day, get medical supplies, your energy cleaning, essential oils. Now, while you can, your firearms ammunition. Never ever get the guns. Please, fun, safe, productive day. God bless my beautiful county of Crawford County, Missouri. I live in the large, beautiful state of Missouri, even larger than Texas. And Lord, please, God bless the United States of America. Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 